On tonight's episode, it's a classic case of who done it with Ghostface. We watch Screen 2. Hello and welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of media, analyze it, and dissects it, rather it be uh, movies, television, music, and sometimes if we feel fancy, literature. Man, I really struggled there for a moment. <laughs> hey, it's all good. Uh, I am your host, John, and joining me as always is my beautiful, beautiful wife. April, April, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I didn't have a way to tie in the movie with your introduction. I was shocked, time. but I don't know. I had one, but it would have been creepy. Yeah, maybe maybe we're not ready. Let's ease oh. into the Halloween season. Like, we're only on oh. day two. Like, let's ease into it. Oh, wait, I got one now. Okay, let's hear it. My Jerry, my uh, Nev Campbell to my, my Nev Campbell to your Jerry O'Connell, April. Jerry O'Connell. Dude, <laughs> did you, <laughs> oh, you owe me a Coke. Um, did you know he was in Jerry Maguire? You know, you said that while we were watching this movie. I only saw Jerry Maguire once. I don't remember it. Show me the money, Jerry. I mean, I remember that. And yeah, I, remember I think that. everybody remembers that. I remember the classic lines like, you have me, hello, and you complete me. So, I mean, that's like all I remember from that movie. Yeah. I don't remember the plot. I know Cuba Gooding Jr. won an Oscar for that movie. Yeah. Uh, he, that's the his... whole time I was watching Scream 2, I was like, dude, Jerry O'Connell looks so familiar. And I'm like sitting there and sitting there and sitting there, and I'm like, Dude, I know. I know he was in Jerry Maguire. So I turned to John. I'm like, dude, wasn't he in Jerry Maguire? He's like, no, that was Tom Cruise. He was. <laughs> yes, but we should probably talk about what movie we did tonight. Yeah. So we watched 1997 Scream 2, directed by Wes Craven, uh, starring uh, David Arquette, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jamie Kennedy, Jerry O'Connell. See, I mentioned him that time. Uh -huh. Jada Pinkett uh, and Leap Schreiber. And basically, Sidney Prescott's back in the, um, as being a survivor and of a, of her events from Scream 1, known as the Woodsboro Massacre. She's at Windsor College, and they're targeted by a copycat killer again under the guise of Ghostface. April, what... I asked you this the question last night about Scream 1. Have you seen Scream 2 before um, we watched this movie tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your history with this movie? Um, I saw it a couple of times when I was a teenager, uh, but then I saw it as an adult as a rewatch probably a year ago. Okay. And then I saw it today. So, so I feel like, like the rewatch... times. I know, I know. Well, I saw it like a couple of times um, whenever I was younger, but like... Um, as far as rewatches go, it was just like last year and then like this year because we wanted to do like a rewatch before we did the new Scream movie, yeah, well, and then now we rewatch just for the fun of it to get into the October vibe for the show. Um, so again, I saw the first three movies on DVD in one night. Um, I love Scream One, and I mentioned that last night too. I like Scream Two a little bit better. And I've always liked this movie. It's a movie that I can just go back and throw on in the background. It's it's stupid fun. It is a classic whodunit. There's not as many obvious red herrings as there was in the first movie. But um, it's just a lot more fun for me. I think it's just the college setting in general. And the fact that I think the college is actually in Atlanta. Where they oh, filmed cool. this movie. Um, so, I don't know. I just enjoy this movie a little bit more. 
I don't know if it's... I think it's mostly because of Jamie Kennedy, uh, Randy, in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he tries so hard to get Nev Campbell at one point in this movie. And then, you know, he does, like, his his movie talk and everything. I really do think Randy is my spirit animal. <laughs> I, w- I, I, would, I would work in a bookstore. I would be a film major if I could and actually be successful at it. Yeah, I would totally be Randy. <laughs> I can see that. Um, and then there's one person I didn't mention. Laurie Metcalf is in this movie. Dude, I I love Laurie Metcalf. Of course, people who don't know who that is, uh, Sheldon Cooper's mother on Big Bang Theory uh, for our generation, and then, of course, Aunt Jackie uh, on Roseanne. Yeah. Um, it's so weird for her playing the character of who she is, and I'll get into that a little bit later. But it's just so weird that she's known for just playing nice people. Yeah, she really is. And, like, she comes across as nice in the beginning. And then... Yeah. In the end, she goes straight savage. Like, it was just... It was brutal. She did, like... Yeah. I mean, even the quips that she and Courtney Cox had were pretty brutal. Because, you know, but... um, And then, what did you think seeing Omar Epps and jada pinkett smith in this movie like in the beginning yeah like the very beginning where they go in that movie oh my gosh well i like jada pinkett smith but um or back then i think she was still jada pinkett but yeah um (laughs) well that's what it says on the poster or when i looked it up like the yeah yeah yeah. like i loved her character in this and i loved the opening scene i thought it just like got right into things and i loved all the um like them handing out costumes at the movie theater and everybody being in the mask and everything. It just like set the tone for like the hype of the movie. And I love what they did where there was like a movie of the massacre in the movie of the sequel. But, like that was too I'm cool. Not... But her death scene um, was awful. It was awful. It's very drawn out. It was like really awkward. And I was like, what is happening with life? I'm not going to lie though. I kind of want to see that movie within the movie. Like stab. Yeah. What was it called? Was it called stab? Yeah, it was called stab. I just want to see Tori Spelling playing Neff Campbell's role. I want to see um, Dave, Luke Wilson play Skeet Ulrich role. I want to see him play Billy. Dude, and I, I do see, not. I do not. And I want to see who I think. I'm not sure if it's a hundred percent sure, and I can't find it anywhere. I want to see Heather Graham play Drew Barrymore's part. Oh my gosh! I know that's wrong for me to say that because it's so it feels wrong to say dude that. let's talk about omar epps's death like i can't it gave me nightmares it literally gave me nightmares did they parody this in um scary movie one yes that's what i thought i know they definitely parried uh jada pinkett's death which was hilarious dude oh my gosh like i Omar Epps, like, okay, first of all, I love Omar Epps. I loved him in Love and Basketball. I loved him in House, like, uh, you know, as foreman. He was in ER. I mean, I love he's his... Done a, he's done a lot of different stuff. Yeah, Juice, um, um, Higher Education. Like, he's done a lot of things over the years. Yeah. So, I'm really glad that he was in this. And I loved their, like, scene and everything. I just thought the deaths were... His death gave me nightmares, and her death just was, like, too cheesy for me. Um, can I tell you about my first ever Omar Epps movie? <laughs> oh my gosh, sure. What is it? It was a Wes Craven movie, actually. 
No. Dracula 2000. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that movie! <clears throat> I think everyone forgets about that movie because it's basically... I love that movie. Uh, I'm Gerard Butler. I'm Dracula. How have we not seen this movie together? I don't know. I own it downstairs. This is crazy to me. I got one, two, and three. I had a brother who was obsessed with vampire movies when I was a kid, so I saw all... I literally have seen, like, every vampire movie ever. Have you ever seen Near Dark? Oh, I'm sure. I really want to see that. I, I love vampire movies. Like... I've even seen all of the subspecies movies. There's like a million oh, of them. Oh, subspecies. Like Full Moon Entertainment, like old school 80s, 90s horror. Like I've seen all of it. Before we get back to the movie, you got me into subspecies. Thank you. Because those movies are amazing. It's ri they're ridiculous. They're ridiculous. They're amazingly ridiculous, but I love the, how insane they are. <laughs> but then again, it's Full Moon Entertainment. Yeah. Like... They which are the creators of Puppet Master and which, all of that jazz, if you guys don't know who that is. Which, you, I've told you I've never seen any of those movies. You really gotta see Puppet Master, dude. I know in 5 there's a demon involved, and I don't really know, because I just saw the poster of it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, back to this movie. Um, so, I guess I'm gonna go away, go ahead and give away who the killers are, like I did last night, unintentionally. Um, so, if you don't have not seen this movie yet, stop right now, go watch the movie, come back, we'll be waiting. And now you're back. Um, <laughs> so it's basically Laurie, Ka Laurie Metcalf, who is revealed as Billy's mother. Basically, I want revenge for you killing my son. Uh, that's a Dude, real, that's to a see her in that straight savage role, it was just like, dang, Laurie. And then it's Tim Timothy Oliphant's character, which I keep forgetting he's around in movies. Oh, my gosh. I think the last thing I saw him in was the Hitman movie. Like the the video game Hitman movie. I, I I haven't seen that. It's it's whatever. He's mostly famous for playing that justified character. Okay. Which that's actually a pretty good show. Him and Walter Goggins. Uh, but yeah, so basically it's Sweet Revenge. Um, I, I've like I said, I've always liked this movie. I think it's just because I like their motive. It's pretty simple. It's pretty like clean and everything billy and um Stu's motive were basically getting back at nev campbell's character for making billy's mother walk out so with... what, what was your favorite death or favorite scene probably when um leap shriver's in this movie he plays um Cotton Reary, the man who was uh, accused in the first movie of killing uh, Sydney's mother. And sent to prison. Yeah, so basically, he has a gun, and um, it's like the very end where he's try trying to come up with, like, who who should I shoot, Laurie Metcalf or Sydney Prescott? And basically, the whole entire time, he's like, you want to do that interview with Barbara Walters? If you do it, I'll make sure I won't shoot you. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's basically it. It's not word for word that's what happened. Awful. But that's basically what happened. That's Dude. basically what happened. Okay, okay, okay. My favorite death was Randy on the phone in the uh, in the middle of the college campus, like in the van. Oh yeah, like where they all separated and Randy's like keeping him talking and everything. Yeah, and he's like talking to the killer on the phone and he's just like, what's your favorite scary movie? Showgirls. I was like, Showgirls? What? Do you remember Showgirls? Um, I saw the remake. I didn't even know there was a remake. 
Oh, wait, I'm thinking about Dreamgirls. Oh, my God, get it together, April. Now, Showgirls was that one girl from Saved by the Bell, the one that no one really cared about. Yeah, no, I've, I've never seen that movie. You're doing okay. Uh... But my favorite scene, not death, but favorite scene was when they introduced like the theater, like Sydney doing the theater stuff, like on the stage with the with the mask and like the red drapes and you know the whole um, act right there where they're doing like a rehearsal. I just thought that was cool how they like incorporated that I... and how she was in it and how like her PTSD kind of shows up in the middle of that. And I don't, know. I don't think that I, was, like I don't think that was PTSD. I think the killer wasn't there that whole entire time, or at least that's what I was. So you with. think he really was there? Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, Ghostface is like Ghostface. The killers who play Ghostface are the the killers who like don the the you know the hood or whatever. The but mask. They, but whenever I feel she like screams, that, I feel like that's what they want to do. Well, the only reason I said that is because whenever she screamed, she was in the arms of Ghostface, and whenever the guy took off his mask. It was a regular mask and not ghost face mask. So I mean, I get where you're coming. That's why from. I thought that, but it makes sense that like he was there taunting her because like that makes more sense. Well, that's the thing about Ghostface. He taunts like, I mean, look at the phone calls. I mean, he's basically taunting you with those. Yeah. Um. So two things before we wrap up this episode. There, I'm so glad you mentioned the theater scene. One yeah. Of, one of my favorite character actors is in there. He just passed away a couple months ago. Uh, David Warner. I love David Warner. I love everything he has ever done. He played Rachel Ghoul in the Batman the Animated Series show, which is one of my favorite characters on that whole entire show. Yeah. He's done so many other things. I think he played H.G. Wells in a role where H.G. Wells goes back in time to fight um, Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm so just glad you mentioned that. And then I feel like Scream 2 kind of made Ghostface more popular than he was in Scream 1. I don't know. I feel like Scream 2 kind of like made Ghostface like not on the Mount Rushmore of horror, but like up there with like the other icons of horror like Freddy, Jason. I would say Ghostface is definitely an icon. I mean, there was definitely a hype around it. <laughs> I mean, it's just a mask, but... I mean, it's literally a mask. I get it. It's, I get it. I mean, it's literally a mask. Like, the killer always changes, right? But it's the mask that's the lore. And that's what's different. Right. Um, Like, for, like with Mike Myers and Halloween, like, his mask changes, but he's always the same. You know? So, it's kind of like... Eh. Well, the mask shows, like, different pers like different sides or, like, stuff that Mike always been through. If you yeah. Know. But with Ghostface, it's always, like, an obsession with horror movies, which, I mean, that's... That that's enough in our books to put him in was one of our favorite icons, in my opinion. And then, do you remember that game Dead by Daylight that I played a while yeah. back? Did you know Ghostface is now a playable character in that game? No way. So you can buy him. I think it's like two ninety nine. You could download him and run around and like chase the people or whatever. And I I haven't done it yet because it's two ninety nine. And what's that Mike Myers video game that I played? Dead by Daylight. That is it? Yeah. Okay, no, I love that game. Um, I just, I got the Hellraiser one because I think, as you know, in our previous episode, Hellraiser, I love Pinhead. Yeah. And um, I was really disappointed with that, actually. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed. But um, 
Yeah, I, I feel like he's up there now. I mean, we've seen stuff with him being parodied and everything with Ghostface, but I feel like to kind of cement him as an official killer. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely. I mean, I would definitely put him up there. I just don't like how it's always somebody different behind the mask, so you're really just, like, solidifying the mask being its own entity. But that, but, like, but, I mean, that itself is, like, kind of cool because it's different, right? Well, well, that's what makes Scream so much different than other yeah. horror movies. You want to know who's behind the mask. Well, and, like, the coolest part about Scream to me is the fact that they are almost period parodying how do you say that word parody, parody but like ing <laughs> um they're, they're making fun of other previously made horror movies and like you know scare movies like well it, it, it's interesting you know well you know that's what Wes Craven did for these movies like he directed these movies he he has like his little input I mean Wes Craven is a well-known was a well-known horror director just like john carpenter just like many of the others in the past and everything i mean i've always put john carpenter as one of my number one favorite horror directors just because halloween he gave us michael myers he gave us the thing he gave us so many other great movies and wes craven's always been number two vampires vampires oh the john carpenter movie vampires. yeah yeah well i mean wes craven gave us uh, freddy krueger yeah so, you know, all in all, um, April, would you recommend this movie? Um, I'd recommend it, sure. I mean, one, because I'm a completist and I like to watch all the movies in order. You're welcome. Uh, pick that up from the hubby here. Um, but, the hubby. Uh, yeah, so, like, I like to watch all the movies in the series just to, like, get a vibe for everything, especially if it is chronological, you know, or, like, go in order. Um, and then also, like, if I hadn't watched this movie a year ago, like the rewatch would have been really cool because I just watched it last year. It's still kind of fresh and I'm just like, eh. You did say at one but, point you did say at one point you felt just kind of bored, but I think that was just because we had literally just watched yeah, it. Yeah, like I think it's just because we literally just watched it like last year and um but last year when I watched it as a rewatch and I hadn't seen it in years, it was cool. It was pretty chill. Um, but it comes back to, you know? I mean, I'm gonna write I it. like them being on the college campus, but I just, like, I don't know, some of the characters, like, left me wanting more, or, like, I felt like they shouldn't even be there. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, I'll give you that. Like, this movie's not Scream 1. They Let's... have so many secondary characters that just shouldn't even be in there, you know? Well, you know, it's like what Randy says in the, in the movie, rules of a sequel, higher body count. Yeah. And basically, that's what we got in this movie. I think there was, like maybe two or three more deaths in this movie than there were in the previous one. Yeah. I really don't. It's just never about the kills for me, though. It's more about uh, the suspense and, like, trying to figure out the mystery. Like, it's always been that for me with horror. You didn't feel that way with Final Destination. Okay, that's be that is totally different. That is totally <laughs> different. That is like a that's a whole nother adrenaline rush. Like because and that's a whole nother that's a whole nother kind of genre. Is that in a whole nother ballpark? Like we have to have a full episode to talk about that because I have so much to say about that right there. In the future, honey. In the future. I'm telling you, Final Destination and the Saul movies are like a whole other genre. Well, I know they made I know they're making a six one. I believe it. Yeah. 
I mean, this movie's a full recommend for me. Um, uh, the completest in me as well. That, and I just love Ghostface. I love the character. I love um, Nev Campbell, who I didn't really get to talk about a whole lot on this on this episode because I I think I praised her a little bit more on the last one. Yeah, and Courtney Cox and 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 well, everyone, really. everyone, like everyone did a really good job, and everyone. It looked like they were ha- having fun making this movie. Normally, when you watch something, you can tell when a person is miserable making a movie. Yeah. But it felt like they were having fun and a good time. Sure, it was with a different bunch of other people, but it still kept the same suspense, the same um, whodunit feeling. Uh, there wasn't as many red herrings, at least not in my opinion. But I've seen this movie so many times, I kind of I feel like I avoid uh, like I'm, don't really pay attention to them. Yeah, like your mind just doesn't go there. Right, but. I feel like this is a perfect movie just to just watch. I feel like you don't really even need a little bit of the first one. Yeah. To watch this one. Yeah, you could you could watch it without the first one really. Yeah, cuz they give the backstory really fast. Yeah. But I I it's a full on recommend. Now April. You want to play a game? I want to play a game. <laughs> what, you, what do you want to be the X's or do you want to be the O's for Tic Tac Death? <laughs> Read me the numbers. Well, I was going to say, you want the numbers or the reviews first? The numbers. This was made on a $24 million budget. Wow, they went up. How much? They, all about the money. <laughs> Show me the money, Jerry. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, and then I think they... Uh, one more thing I want to mention. This also did have another December release date. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. Um, so $24 million, How much do you think it made? Mm, $80 million. $172.4 million. God, I was about $90 million short there. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have a review from the late, great Roger Ebert. Okay. I also have Rotten Tomatoes. Which one would you like to hear first? Rotten Tomatoes. As with the first film, Scream 2 is a gleeful takedown of scary movie conventions that manages to poke fun at terrible horror sequels without falling victim to the same fate. Okay. Um, Roger Ebert was thought stated the film was about as good as the original, but Lam... Lam- laminated that scream 2 is gorier than the original and that distracts from the from the witty screenplay so basically robert thought it was a little bit more gory and that takes away from like the good writing okay so with that being said what do you think rotten tomatoes gave it and what would you give it i think rotten tomatoes gave it somewhere like 87 Okay. Uh, I would give this movie probably in 80, 79. 81. Oh, wow. Okay. You were way, you were, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it on record. I'm really impressed how good you are guessing these scores. <laughs> like, you're good now. It's like you've become this well-known reviewer. Well, I think, <laughs> I think I've just gotten to know how Rotten Tomatoes thinks. Um, when it comes to movies, like, because for me, it's all about likability, how a movie makes you feel, and, like, how I think other people will react to it. Whereas Rotten Tomatoes, it's all about, like, the skill in which it's done as a work. 
Um, it has nothing to do with how much money it's going to make, what kind of cult following it's going to have, or whatever, how much people like it. It's just them as a person being a critic and esteemed, like, rating right. it based off strictly the work. So, I mean, you just have to separate the two. But for me, I give extra points if I like something or if it seems like pe other people will like it. And I just know, like, everybody's going to love this. Like, it just makes sense to give it more points. Right. I mean, for me, I would give it an 83. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I feel mean, like we're all in I mean, consensus. Somewhere in the low to mid 80s for all of us, you know? Like, I haven't seen... I've seen the first three. I have not seen four in years. I know last time I watched it, I did not like it. And I have not seen the new one. So, maybe... Yeah. I mean, this, this this is good change. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that when we do five. I'm excited to check out the next one. Yeah. So, that was our review of Scream 2. As always, if you want to get in contact with us, please send us an email at flixologypodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to see cute photos of our animals and maybe of us... We take cute photos. Pretty cute photos. Yeah, I must say. Um, check us out at, at Flixology Podcast on Instagram. Now, as we we were continuing on with our 31 days of horror, and we are still continuing with the Scream franchise, we're going to watch Scream 3. Have you seen Scream 3? Um, I'm pretty sure, but it's been so long, I can't wait to see it. Like, I have no idea what's happening. I know the late... Carrie Fisher's in it. That's the only thing I know about this movie. It's been that long. I love Carrie Fisher. I know, I do too. But please join us tomorrow for Scream 3. This has been the Flixology Podcast. I'm your host, John. And April. Take it easy. Mm -hmm.